This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Politico on Monday published a bombshell report on a leaked draft of a Supreme Court decision to overturn the Roe v. Wade abortion precedent. Although abortion rights advocates were expecting the six conservatives on the court to do this, it still came as a gut punch. According to Politico, quote, a George W. Bush appointee who joined the court in 20, 2006, Justice Samuel Alito, argues that the 1973 abortion rights ruling was an ill-conceived and deeply flawed decision that invented a right mentioned nowhere in the Constitution and unwisely sought to wrench the contentious issue away from the political branches of government, end of quote. My guest is Anne-Marie Benitez. She's Senior Director of Government Relations at the National Latina Institute for Reproductive Justice. Welcome to the program, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here today. Thank you so much. Uh, We knew, as I mentioned, that this was coming. Um, And, you know, it's highly unusual to have a draft of an opinion from the Supreme Court being leaked. What is your response? How did you respond? Um, You know, did it shock you, even though you probably saw it coming? Yeah, when um, we saw this published this week, the number one thing we want to convey really loudly is that it's a draft and that Roe is still here. So across the country, it is still legal to have access to abortion across this country. So that's the number one thing. When I read that, I was like, oh, let's, we want people to understand that very, very clear. What it also gave us was a signal uh, of where the Supreme Court is standing on this. And it is clear to us that the signal is that the court is prepared to end all federal protections that prevent state legislators from restricting and even outlawing abortion altogether. And while, just like you said, this is expected, this is um, this is this just means we have to continue to double down and keep keep fighting. We knew the courts weren't going to save us, and we're here to keep fighting to make sure that, irrespective of what happens in the courts, we're going to keep fighting from the state level to the national level on ensuring that, regardless where you live, regardless of your immigration status, regardless of your income level you should have access to the healthcare you want, when you want it, when you need it. And that includes abortion. So the political report said that there was a vote that had already taken place, and this was an opinion that was drafted by Justice Alito. However, the article also said deliberations on controversial cases have in the past been fluid. Justices can, and sometimes do, change their votes as draft opinions circulate and major decisions can be subject to multiple drafts and vote trading sometimes until just days before a decision is unveiled. It also added the court's holding will not be final until it is published likely in the next two months. Does this, Anne-Marie, for you signal that the next two months are a window to let the court know where public opinion stands? Thank you very much for that question because it does elevate that this decision isn't final, that this is definitely a draft, and that is why it is really important to be as vocal as possible. We don't know what the Supreme Court is going to ultimately do. We just can read between the tea leaves, 
And at this moment, it is really important to for the communities to learn what's going on, get engaged, and be vocal. Right now, it's all hands on deck. And we think that's even more important because the communities, our communities, are going to be even more targeted than they already are, given whatever ultimately happens with this decision. So now is the time to be loud. And now is the time to get involved. Get involved what's happening with locally. Get involved with the abortion funds. Find out what's going on and lift up your voices because uh, nothing is final until it's final. It seems as though this decision was something that Democrats took for granted. You know, when President Barack Obama was in power, he had a super majority, and it wasn't the only time since 1973 that pro-abortion politicians in the, you know, and the Democratic Party, which is a pro-abortion party, have had a supermajority and would have been able to codify Roe into legislation. They didn't do so. Now, Republicans are promising their constituents that if they win majorities at the House and Senate in the midterm elections, they will codify a ban on federal abortion. Did Democrats drop the ball? Um... Well, we've seen this picking away happening even at the state level. This is not just a federal level issue. This has been happening over decades at the state level. Like if you if you look at the data right now, you'll see that there's been slowly chipping away, chipping away to abortion access. So this has been a long time coming and we've been very loud about this. So this is an opportunity for people to really get involved. Like, What's really important here is that I also want to lift up that nearly eight in 10 Latina Latinx voters agree that pregnant people should have, should be able to have an abortion without fear of arrest or investigation. So contingent on what the decision has, this is what the land that we're going to be walking into. So our communities are very driven by their values and are going to be looking to see who represents us based on our values. So this is this is really important. And this is when, like I, I keep saying, sorry, I sound like a broken record, but it is really important to find out what's going on. It's really important to be vocal um, because at the end of the day, it is our communities that are going to be targeted. And the people who are going to be closest impacted need to be the loudest in this moment of time. So let's talk about the racial and gender um, and and class dynamics of this potential decision at the Supreme Court. Wealthy white women will always have access to abortions, right? It's the it's the rest of us that are disproportionately impacted. Yeah, thank you for asking that because that's in essence what's happened has been happening at the state level with all these restrictions, right? Um, and it's either been you have to wait 24 hours after your decision or um, inaccurate medical information needs to be shared or as we've been seeing in like Texas and Florida, all these bans that are occurring. And ultimately what's happened is people who have resources or income can travel to any other location to access their abortion. They can seek a day off of work. They can have a car to access. They can get a hotel <laughs> so they can stay overnight because they have to wait 24 hours. So anybody who has those abilities and means to access care, they're going to continue to be able to access care. That is why when you do 
bring in the lens of race, when you do bring in the lens of income, where you live, or even your immigration status, that is who's going to be hit the hardest. And that is why we have to be loud and we need to be prepared in this fight. How are states where abortion remains legal going to play a role in the coming months? I know in California, they're racing to protect the right to an abortion. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily help somebody living in Texas or Florida who may not have the means to get to California. But can some states offer some bulwark protection in the absence of federal legislation for those seeking abortions? Yes, right now, if the decision moves forward as is, over 50 states are going to be, sorry, 50, sorry, I said 50, I mean half, uh, nearly half are going to be moving forward with restrictions and abortion bans. So we know that that's going to happen um, and that they're primed and ready to do that. Uh, what's concerning here is it shouldn't matter where you live in the United States of America to access a human right like abortion. It shouldn't matter. So we are grateful for all the states who are moving forward and ensuring that access is not undermined no matter what. And we're demanding that this is something that's protected across the country because you should have access to the care you want when you want it, when you need it. What sort of actions are taking place around the country? Um, I understand that there are rapid response protests being organized. Is that the kind of action that you are hoping we'll see a lot of in these next uh, few weeks? I think there's going to be all sorts of actions. It's definitely going to be all. Wherever you can be involved, it's going to exist. So if your action is you can support by providing uh, monies, the abortion funds are going to need support. If uh, we need to do, which we shall be doing, call to actions to the Senate and to Congress, there's going to be opportunities there. There's going to be opportunities to go on the streets and be vocal. There's going to be opportunities to do many other kinds of things. So that's why it's really important to plug in with uh, your trusted organizations in your local area and get involved and find out if you don't know what's going on, it's also really important. That's another action that you can take, a really important action, which is to get yourself educated and up to speed with what's going on so that we can mobilize when the time calls us to mobilize. Senator Bernie Sanders on Monday posted a tweet saying, Congress must pass legislation that codifies Roe versus Wade as a law of the land in this country now. And if there aren't 60 votes in the Senate to do it, and there are not, we must end the filibuster to pass it with 50 votes. Is this something that you think can happen? Uh, you know, I mean, I know that, of course, it's important to try to remain nonpartisan for nonprofit organizations, but, but can Congress, should Congress step in to protect the rights of pregnant people? We firmly believe that the filibuster has a longstanding of limiting people's ability to have their rights addressed in Congress. So that is an action that we think is going to be very, very necessary to move forward with other actions that the Senate needs to do and the House needs to do and the Biden administration ultimately needs to support once it gets to their desk. So that's just going to be one of many call to actions um, and it, there's going to be many opportunities. So that's why I keep please plug, get involved because you'll know that there's opportunities to be making those asks. And that's just one of many. If and. Oh, I'm so sorry. And the, in terms of uh, 
Roe, that would be one opportunity also. We cannot forget that access to abortion is also really important and instrumental in this conversation. If this were to actually, this, this uh, opinion by Samuel Alito were to stand and the vote were to overturn Roe versus Wade, what's next? We never thought this would, or many people, you know, worried that it would happen, maybe subconsciously, the, the, especially the millions of Americans who support the right to an abortion may not have realized it would be so close at hand. If we lose this right What's next? Because conservatives have spun a very, very dark view of what they want for America, a white supremacist, heteronormative, patriarchal, and you know, misogynist view, unfortunately. Um, one quote that we started off uh, with the organization this week as all of this was coming down is that hope is a discipline. So that is going to be what we are holding on to time and time again. And part of that hope is to create a new vision, a new way of being for women and pregnant people's access to abortion. And that's where we are right now. What's next? Well, if this decision is to stand, it's not, our communities are going to be targeted. People can be arrested. This is going to be a very, very difficult time within the history of the United States. And this also will be a time in which change can happen. And that's what we need to lean into and create a new world in which regardless of who you are, you can have access to an abortion. And that's what we're gonna be fighting for. And we're not gonna give up. So you can count on Latina Institute to being there and we will always be there. And Marie, give out a website for your organization so people can find out more. Yes. Yes, if you um, can go either in Instagram or Twitter uh, or even our website, we are latinainstitute.org and you can find us there. We'll post a link to that. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for joining us and good luck to you. Thank you so much for your time and energy and I hope all the uh, listeners out there get more involved. Thank you. My guest has been Anne-Marie Benitez, Senior Director of Government Relations at the National Latina Institute for Reproductive Justice. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.